let's talk about sex. So, Jeannie, we've been doing this show long enough that you know, we've talked about quite, quite, quite a lot of things. <laughs> we have. Have you learned anything? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, uh, it, you know, it's interesting. We'll, I'll go ahead and start the show with Sexy Marriage Radio. That's what you're listening to if you're just joining us late in this whole ball game. That's and Gene and I are not married to each other. That's right. But we are married. We are married and representing 40 plus years of marriage together. Absolutely. And everything goes as far as the topic we can talk about on Sexy Marriage Radio because we really mm-hmm. want to help married sex be better. And so here's one question right. I don't think we've, we've discussed. Okay. Because you've got kids. They're older. Yeah, almost out of the house now, correct? Or no, the Uh, twins. The twins are. The twins are just eighth graders. Twins are eighth graders. Yeah, so you got several years still before empty nest world. Lower. So my question is because I'm on the the other end of that spectrum. You know, my kids just started school. My youngest (laughs) just got in kindergarten this year. So you know, seven and five. Have you and Paul ever had times where they walked in on you? Um. No, but there was there was a time we were having this really great time, and it was the once I didn't you know put the window blinds down in the middle of the day, and yeah, so that's like being walked in on because the poor kid was like looking in the mirror in the window. Okay, <laughs> and, and he wasn't little; it was like seventh grade. Oh, and it was one of your kid or just another kid? Oh no, it was our kid, okay. and we weren't even near the bed. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> we, we've hit the time where, you know, we have to be much more uh, diligent, I guess you could say. Because, you know, when they're young and they're in a crib or, you know, right. toddler age and you know when they sack out, they're, they're out. You know, the right. likelihood of them getting up and is real, real remote. You know, we're past that now. And so we have to be very, very diligent about door being closed because we're in a small home kids are just right you know next door to ours and we've already had a couple of comments of i heard noises last night what <laughs> what were you and daddy doing in the middle of the night you know those kinds of things and it's just uh well let's, let's talk about that honey let's talk you know <laughs> so it opens up some interesting dialogues at the, at the dinner table you know we had no dialogue after that <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of an awkward pause. I it? kept hoping there was enough glare from the sunlight on the window that maybe he didn't really see anything. <laughs> I don't know. I still. Well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio with Dr. Corey <laughs> Allen and Gina Paris, where if you can't tell already, we're willing to share our life, and we hope you will share yours, and we'd love to hear any questions or thoughts you have. So send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, or you can always call us at 615-56-SEXY-6. And we'd love to hear your sultry voice with any questions that you may have. It doesn't even have to be sultry voice. You can call us in any voice. (laughs) (laughs) So we do regularly get emails from from listeners that have taken some of what we've talked about or been interested in the topic we're talking about or have brought up future topics, which I think is what we got today. Yeah, this one represents a pretty common issue and it's a little bit painful but I'll go ahead and read it 
Okay, this is from one of our lady listeners, and she asks, any of your podcasts deal with previous bad marriages and making intimacy work in your current marriage? I was married nearly 10 years and divorced after my ex had beat on me for years, sexually abused me, and cheated on me. So in my current, quote, healthy marriage, being intimate in any way just feels dirty and wrong to me because apparently my brain associates being fun and flirty in bed as being evil and sinful. I want to be more intimate with my husband because he is amazing. Hooray for that. But my brain is keeping me from even remotely being sexy for him. So. All right. So it's it's yeah. dealing with past and how that plays out in present. Absolutely. Is what she's asking. And that's I think that's a very common thing beyond just the severity of what she's describing. You know, that's that's obviously some real specific incidences right. that has skewed and damaged life and life with another person. Mm -hmm. But it also plays out in, you know, just to make this a broader conversation for other listeners too, that don't have a, a previous marriage or don't have a previous abusive past that you can think of all the different little things we've had happen in our life that skew what plays out today. You know, a, a lesson from church that condemned sex or, and it was mm. meant in the context of outside of marriage, maybe, but it was heard as, oh, well, sex is bad. So there you go. I can't do it and without feeling guilty or um, unspoken messages from parents about sex and sexuality. And you know, so all those kinds of things that play out today. So how do you deal with past in the present is really, I think, what she's asking. Right. Absolutely. And you're talking about unspoken messages and absolutely spoken messages and just bad experiences. And so it's like anything. She really did hit it on the head correctly here when she said, apparently my brain associates this right. act with being sinful or evil or right. anytime we have an experience, our brain does make associations. So uh, this is a great opportunity to get really clear on what are those messages. There's a lot of different ways to change your body's response to stimulus. And one of the ways is just to start questioning your beliefs. Um, so Dr. Carolyn Leaf talks a lot about this process and who turned off my brain about just creating a process where you become aware of your beliefs and then you question them and say, does this still serve me? Okay. So that's a very um, kind of real cognitive approach. Mm -hmm. So I would just go ahead on a piece of paper and start writing them down and, and write, uh, being, in fact, she, use your own language. In her case, she says, being fun and flirty is evil and sinful because, and just start answering it. Right, and I want to ask a clarifying question real quick, that as, sure. if, as if the listener is going to be con conversing back with us, but this is something for food for thought. Because she wrote, being fun and flirty in bed is equated with being sinful. I, I'm interested, is fun and flirty outside of bed okay? In her mind, because that's right. something that's worth clarifying. Because if it is, that opens the door sure. to a, a quicker process in a sense because it, it gives you compartmentalized areas. That, oh, yeah, it's okay here, but not here. And okay, and then that gives you areas to start working. Yeah, start exactly. And, and then do say what's good. Right. You know, what what is bad and what's good. And this applies to any area of your life or 
performance where you're finding it, your, your body breaking down, get clear on what it is you're really believing. Right. Okay. And that's, and that's a great, because most of what you're describing, Gina, is talking about a cognitive approach. I mean, right. you mentioned that. And that's largely, I think, therapeutically, that's probably the most effective way to go. Mm -hmm. Because what I you're talking so. about it's, is a cognitive uh, issue. It's really straightforward. And, and we say that it's cognitive, but really it will absolutely integrate your and, and subconscious mind as well because we're starting to ask questions. Right. When we ask questions of ourselves, our brain goes to work to find the answers. Right. So the questions will include, who taught me this belief? Another question is, do does that person's input still really matter? Because a lot of times we just totally accept somebody's input, hook, line, and sinker because we have no understanding to question it. If right. there are earliest caregivers, for example. Right. But as adults, we can look at their input and say, hmm, do I want to emulate this person? Is their input valid? Or am I able now to judge for myself? And then another question to ask is, does this belief serve me? And is there a more empowering belief, uh, a higher truth, really? And so she can start looking for sources that she really believes and trusts to instill new beliefs from. Okay. So tell me if I'm wrong with this, with what you're proposing, Gina. Mm -hmm. That what you're, this philosophy is kind of an idea of, okay, I'm going to set aside some time. Right. Or I'm going to be diligent and proactive about this issue. And in my mind, I'm going to kind of take some time to unpack it. Because usually that's done best, not in the moment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But outside of it, you know, kind of a, all right, I'm going to set aside. I got a free evening. Husband's not around. Kids aren't around. I'm going to get a cup of coffee or a glass of tea or wine or something. And I'm going to sit down and I'm going to really kind of wrestle with this. Is that, is that kind Absolute. of what you're proposing? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I want to offer up something you can do in the moment. Okay, very good. Because it's the same concept. It's something that at the beginning, at the outset, bring your husband into this idea. Okay. You know, bring your spouse. Anytime you're going to try to deal with something relationally within a relational com uh, definition or context, the more you can uncover that ahead of time with your spouse, the better. Because then uh, they're not they're not thrown for a loop, you know. They're not making a move and expecting things to unfold a certain way, which we all still do, even though you and I propose don't. Absolutely. And, and I still do, even though I know in my mind don't, you know. <laughs> but it's one of those. You can say, "Hey, I want to go deeper with this. I want to deal with some things when we're together. So I'm going to just let you know. I may be trying some things out. I may be stopping us, but the whole point is not to derail it. It's to make it better." And so when you go ahead, you got, no, that's beautiful because what she's saying is her brain is keeping her from being even remotely sexy. So we're talking to you couples that are in a kind of a rough spot. So that's the truth. If you'll communicate and it's all going to require being vulnerable, but if you'll say, Hey, I want us to explore coming together intimately, like in the bedroom, but here's, Right. Some things I'm working on as we do that. Right. And so or, or can you help me? If you use the phrase, can you help me, especially as a lower desire spouse or one who's communicating to a higher desire spouse, the one who you think is frustrated, if you'll say, can you help me? They'll probably be pretty open to yeah. saying yes. Yeah. So in the moment, as things are unfolding throughout the day, and this is probably going to be most effective 
at the very beginning when there's not a whole lot of, uh, oh, this is going to be leading to sex and now I'm starting to get scared or all these feelings are starting to come up. As soon as you recognize those, one of the best things you can do is stop that pattern in your mind. And so mm -hmm. usually you got to stop that behavior in your mind for a time being. As in, okay, hold on. I'm going to teach myself something different in this moment because the brain goes where we tell it to go. That's just, that's the beauty of it and the frustration of the brain sometimes. So, but you can say, you need to start to work on reframing it. You start to reframe that whole ordeal that get, you stop. It's just like your idea of become aware of your beliefs. Mm -hmm. I would even say in the moment, become aware of your emotions, your anxieties, your feelings associated with what's going on and kind of sort through them all. And if you can even talk about them with your spouse, even better. And so in the moment, you're stopping yourself. You're recognizing, okay, I'm getting really anxious about this. Can we slow down? Can we take a break? Will you just hold my hand? Will you just put your hand on my leg? Will you just hug me? Will you, whatever. And you kind of guide yourself through it to where you don't do it to where you only stay comfortable. That's not the point. Because sex is uncomfortable. There's just, things are, un, things are uncovered in us in sure. life that are uncomfortable. But if we never did things that were uncomfortable... We would have really boring lives. The greater the risk, the greater the reward right. in so, everything. So let them in on it. And, and then when you recognize those thresholds of discomfort being crossed, lean into that process and hold on to yourself throughout it. And the, the best way to do that is just the self-soothing kind of stuff, the deep breaths, the conversation with your spouse of I'm feeling really, I mean, for me, this works with, my, with Pam real well that I will speak up and just say, I'm feeling uncomfortable about whatever. And this is in any instance in life. I mean, what right. I'm reminded of is one time we were driving home to visit family. So we were driving to go see uh, grandparents. We had two little kids, you know, both kids at the time and we're loading up the truck and we're driving And the whole first hour or two hours of the drive. I'm just feeling sick. And it's not that I'm sick. It's there's some anxiety, something that had been triggered. And I was just really uncomfortable. And my normal MO is I'll just power through it. You know, I'll just, I'm fine. I can muscle my way right through this. I'm a man. That emotions won't bother me, whatever. Mm -hmm. And finally, after about two hours, I was, I was just sick and tired of it and was like, okay, honey, help me process this. Something's going on. I, I don't know what this is. Can you help me think through this? Can you help me? And so she's like, okay. And she did it help? It, well, it did. I mean, she doesn't know the questions to ask, and no one sure. really does in those instances. But it, but by opening up that door, it allowed me to start progressing through. Okay, what's going on? Let's let's unpack the timeline. Let's look at what's happened. And what it actually came down to is when I pulled out a tarp to cover the back of my truck. With, for all the kids' toys and everything that you have to take with a toddler when you go anywhere, the smell from that tarp triggered some uns, unsettling things from 10 years prior. Wow. From some moments we had had in our marriage and I had had in my life that I still had not dealt with completely. And so it kind of threw me on this whole, oh, I was not ready for this. And so I was just uncomfortable. And the more I tried to do it alone, the worse it got. So when you can speak up with your spouse, because, I mean, she's advocating she has an amazing husband. 
So put that to the test. <laughs> Let him show you how truly amazing he is and speak up and just say, hey, you know my past. You know what I've been through because I'm assuming that's been, you know, common knowledge for both of them. Sure. So help me heal myself through this. I mean, how, that's a great invitation right there. <laughs> you know, join me in my healing process. Yeah, it's I'm it's still sounding that is so beautiful and a little bit abstract. So what is going to help her is a combination of both before you're even getting there, changing your what you attach to all that meaning there. Maybe think about your favorite kind of music versus something, you know, change something about the element. Right. And the kind thing, of fragrances, the let, kind let, of music. Yeah, one thing to add and and I I've, I've studied this in school, but I'm not going to try to propose it here. I'll go back and do some more study if we need to do a show on this. But go and Google NLP anchoring. It's neuro-linguistic programming, but yeah. the, the acronym is NLP and anchoring, because that's what we're talking about here is right now certain states in her body, in her emotional state, have, are associated with certain thoughts and feelings. Certain actions are just automatically go back to certain thoughts and feelings, but you can re-anchor those to different things. So you can reattach it. It's basically the same concept we're talking about of reframing, reprogramming, rewiring, whatever phrase you want to use. But you can do all that if you're diligent and mm -hmm. and take the take the time. You know, just just put the energy towards it, and it happens. And it usually happens much faster than you think. It is absolutely, and th that anchoring technique is absolutely something we do use in all of our peak performance work. So, this very helpful. Hopefully, that's making sense. Well, we're just taking, um, you know, any time that you will look at something differently, that thing you're looking at changes, becomes mm -hmm. different. So that's what we're saying. And when we talk about anchoring a peak state, think about when you have felt wonderful with your husband, when you have felt beautiful and sexy and and great and and you can anchor that to something that you want to repeat right. it can be a breath an action something right because as i mean this is all a progression mm -hmm. you know this is the way i think of it is to specifically to the listener as as you wade into past you don't i don't believe in the freudianism that you have to go and undo it all and unpack it all and free associate mm -hmm. and go through every little detail there. It, it, that's an okay approach. It's, it's valid. I believe it's there. I think you can take care of the past retroactively right now by what you do now. So realize that as you wade into this with your spouse, you're going to gain some ground and then you're going to lose a little bit of ground and then you're going to gain some ground. And you're going to lose a little bit of ground. You know, that it'll, you'll have some times that, man, this is going pretty good. And then all of a sudden the wheels fall off, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and you're right back to where you felt like you were, but reality but is you're not, you're yeah. not where you were. You're better. You're not, you're down, but you're not down as low as you were. And so, Hey, and for anyone listening with any kind of recurring struggle, what Corey just said is so true. Whether you're talking about, um, lust or or some kind of struggle and you feel like you're making gains and then you fail if you can maintain a vision of yourself having failures that are farther and farther apart 
and that are less and less intense, mm -hmm. then you're not so shook up when you when you have some kind of a stumble. Right. You're not so inclined to think, oh my gosh, I'm not better, I'll never be better. Like all of us move forward and back and forward and back. Life, it's like a, a waves. Yeah, if, if toddlers were to treat the way we treat failure sometimes, well, the first time they fall, they would never even try to walk again. Yeah, so have some grace for yourself. Yep. So hopefully um, that helps. And also what you said about healing the past retroactively makes me think a lot about something that I do uh, with myself and with people that I even pray with. And this can be spiritual or just um, metaphysical almost, but that has to do with forgiving those ones that hurt us. Mm -hmm. And just to say, I release him and let him go. I release him and let it go. Or, or then speak into that energy that responds to the memories. And by the way, they can be memories or they can just be imagination. Yep. These don't, Your brain and your body doesn't know the difference between what was a memory and what you're just imagining. But if you will, just along with those deep breaths, tell yourself, um, I forgive you and I release it and I let it go. I, and then back you know sometimes we'll have to work with I work with wives on forgiving their husbands but then we have to forgive their husband's mother and their husband's father and we go back to a lot of things that were conducive and creating damage mm -hmm. so there's no shortage of healing power that's available for you mm -hmm. so we believe there's a river of life that you can jump in and and let it wash away the past and take you someplace exhilarating with this lover who God obviously gave you to, to celebrate some healing and something better than ever. And obviously, it's already begun. Yeah, that's good news. By We're excited up, for her. By reaching out, by saying, hey, this is what's going on. The healing yeah. process has already begun. You're already closer to magnificently hot sex I mean, absolutely that's, that's just the way it is and you deserve it it's yours it's a gift for you but realize it sometimes it doesn't always come easy but the growing through it is worth it so stick yeah. with it email us again let us i want to know how you're doing i, I do want to know too. how it's going and anything else we can cover so we're absolutely glad, we're glad thanks you for writing us. And we're glad you joined us today. So wherever you are and whatever you're doing, slow down and enjoy it. <laughs> Come visit us at sexymarriageradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. Bye-bye.